You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. You've had a long day at work, and you can't wait to just get home, take off your shoes, plop yourself down in your favorite chair, and relax. You walk up to your tranquil residential home and your neatly manicured lawn in your quiet suburban neighborhood, put the key in the lock, open the door, and... Yes, the pets have gone wild! What were you thinking? Welcome to the show about everything you always wanted to know about exotic pets. Where to get them, what to feed them, and how to care for them. You'll even find out why some people live with a monkey. Now, here's your host, exotic pet expert and author, Bob Tart. Hey, Bob, what were you thinking? Hi, welcome to What Were You Thinking? I'm Bob Tart, author of the books Enslaved by Ducks, and Fall Weather, and those are books about our pet birds and rabbits and outdoor ducks, geese, turkeys, what have you. And joining me today, by popular request, uh, I've gotten a couple emails saying, uh, you know, where's Linda been? And she hasn't really been anywhere, but she's right here. She's right here. And Linda just came up with a very good idea for a show, and that was, well, talk about what your idea for the show is this week. How to find a good pet sitter. Right, that's it. About, about the pet sitter is the topic, and uh, I guess the first thing we're going to talk about is why someone might even want a pet sitter when they're going away on a trip. Well, it's important to have somebody take care of your pets while you're gone. Right, right. But I mean, uh, sometimes people would just leave a little extra food out for the cat or a little extra seat out for the parakeet. But um, I, I, it's, I guess it's a matter of if you want a little extra care for your animals, if, if you want someone to spend time with them and give them company, and also if you have animals that need more care, or if you have a lot of animals, then that's probably a darn good reason to have yes. a pet sitter. Yeah, don't want to worry about them while you're gone on your trip. No, um, we have, how many animals do you think we have about now? 45 to 50. We have 45 to 50 animals, and... Um, so we we really can't go anywhere overnight even without hiring a pet Absolutely sitter. Absolutely not. No, because we have schedules for morning, afternoon, evening, late afternoon, and evening. And so uh, we have to have somebody here to take care of them. So, Linda, um, what, did, what did you want to start with? Well, to start out with, you should sit down and write the things which you do for your pet and what the prospective pet sitter would need to do. Things such as what time do you feed them, how you play with them, things to be careful about with them, names and numbers of vets, your, your cell phone number, so they can call you with any questions while you're gone, and things like that. Yeah, that absolutely. I, I really like the idea about uh, the vets because we had uh, one occasion where a, one of our parakeets bit another parakeet, and I think it was our, our pet sitter, Rhonda, she uh, took the parakeet um, up the street. She, yeah, well, I think she went to Cedar Springs, didn't she? I think. Uh, I don't know. Well, I, anyway, I think she took it on quite a drive, but um, th- that was very good that we had listed some. That was smart vets, of her. And uh, we had listed three of them, and she found uh, one that would look at the bird. Everything turned out to be fine. It was fine. But you do need that option, and you do need the phone number of uh, the cell phone number too. I, I guess for obvious reasons. Obviously. What, what happened last year? We had just left on a trip, and we got a phone call right away about um, 
somebody who had called us about an animal that needed rescuing? Do you, do you remember? Yes, somebody that needed to talk to Peg. Right. Do you do you remember if it was a bird or something like that? Yes. So so that was good. That was the kind of call we would have wanted to take if we were here. And so that we just uh, let the pet sitter know what Peg's number was, who was the animal uh, rescue lady, and we got it all straightened out. If we had not had the proper phone numbers, that could not have transacted, and it worked out for the w good. Yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, um, I guess that just means give the, give the necessary numbers to the pet sitter, but let, let's start at square one, and I guess square one, and this is what Linda is really brilliant at, um, and that is how to find a pet sitter. And the, the reason she's brilliant at it is because think about the problem of finding someone to take care of our animals. We have um, parrots, doves, parakeets. Cats, rabbits, chickens. That's right. Cats, rabbits, geese. chickens, geese. And so you got to find someone who can handle it, especially the parrots. The parrots are kind of tough tough to handle. It's not everybody that wants to take care of as many pets as we have, let's face it. Right. So so how do you find them each time? Well, I run ads in the paper for most everything from soup to nuts, and this is just another thing I run ads for. But another thing that you could do is call your friends, see who they use for a pet sitter, and talk to some of them. Or you could call your the local veterinary clinics, a few of them, and ask them if they can recommend someone. I've had really good luck running ads in the paper. I think that's a good way to find a pet sitter. That way you can get them over to your house and interview them and see if you think they would be good. Yeah, a lot of people, we've found before that um, some people sound very good on the phone, but once we get them over here... It's a different story. Yeah, it's a different story. There was one woman a few years ago who sounded really good, and we got her over here, and she brought her little boy with her. And, um, she didn't pay any attention when she was sitting at the table and we were giving her the instructions. She appeared to be not listening to anything we were saying. The little boy wandered off. He got himself locked in the bathroom. Now, so, <laughs> so here's this woman who wants to be our pet sitter, and immediately her little boy locks himself into our bathroom. No one's ever done that. And then when we were outside, um, we had our rabbits out in the outdoor pen, and the little boy was standing there kicking the pen. And uh, the... Uh, this is a scenario you don't want. Yeah, and the mother said nothing, did nothing. So I don't um, recommend having pet sitters that have young children. If you have a lot of pets like we do, uh, birds, rabbits, geese, chickens, I, I think it's kind of... Very young children don't know how to act around these kind of animals. I, I don't recommend bringing very young children along when you're pet sitting a lot of different pets like we have. Yeah, it's nothing against kids, no. but but you tend to find that little kids uh, want they to... They don't know how to act around they want these to chase kind of things. animals. They you want don't to chase things. They, want to or chase they distract the person who's pet sitting. Mm -hmm. Or else... Uh, it's what's not safe for the child either. As far as a bird might bite them. Right, we found that... Um, Kids like to put their fingers in the cages where we have parrots. Even when you tell them, "Don't put your finger in there," the parrot they will do bite it you. anyway. Turn your back, and then you know it's they leave gates open, they leave doors open, this kind of thing. It's just, it's not a good thing. Um, could, could you talk a little bit about what your experience has been placing ads? Because um, you really, you found out something that really surprised me, and that is that there's all these sort of political correctness things now about what you can say and can't say in an ad. 
And for example, you can't mention man or woman. You can't mention age. It's they ha don't hardly want you to mention specific characteristics and traits. Uh, don't explain. I have no understanding of why they act like that, but um, I can kind of see why they might not want you to mention age. Although we would prefer to have somebody who wasn't a college age person generally. Generally, and we've had we've good had ones. some brilliant ones. Yeah, we've we had have. Brilliant we ones. have, but sometimes in general, it hasn't worked out. So, but um, what's really funny is that the newspaper doesn't want to let you use words like responsible. Go figure. Yeah, you can't you can't do that, or uh, must be someone who's easy to get a hold of, and that's uh, prejudicial. Yeah, and that's that's another thing that's happened to us before. Someone's called who seemed like a real good person, and then we try to call them back to set up an interview, and we are never able to get a can't hold get of them. Hold, bad they sign. don't, they don't bad call sign. us back, nope. and so um, that's not a person you want. No, so those are the kind of people that you uh, write off pretty quickly. You learn over time certain things are is it's going to show you it's not that kind of that kind of person is not one you're going to want. Yeah. Okay. So what else you got there? Someone who doesn't come on time for interviews. Right. That Let's... is a sign of a person you don't want. If they don't come on time for interviews. They're not going to come on time to take care of your pets either. It may seem very coincidental to you, but I would say in general, somebody that doesn't come on time for the very first interview. They're generally not a very good person for the job. Yeah, and and it isn't like we only pay a dollar a day. I mean, this is because uh, we have fifty animals. You know, we we pay a decent amount of money, so this is a good job for people. And so, in a way, you treat it like any other job interview. And if someone can't show up on time, you know, they better call and, and say why not. But and we have had people that just didn't show up at all at and all think, and never called and never called and we even tried to call and find out are you coming and it's, it seemed like they were dodging our phone calls so, so we don't mess around good anymore. lesson there don't use that kind of a person yeah if someone doesn't show up on time we we kind of figure automatically that we probably probably don't want them and a person who seems when you are giving the instructions about how to care for your pet if this person seems restless or impatient with the details of what they're to do Trust me, this is a bad sign. Now, I noticed uh, with the lady that we used this fall when we went on our trip, I sort of apologized for having so many instructions. And she said, no, no, no. I'm very glad that you did write in such detail. That gives me a better idea of what to do. This is a person you want. A person who's very, very happy to know every single thing they're supposed to do. Yeah, what we usually do is um, after Linda talks on the phone and kind of culls the people out who just call and say, uh, how much you paying and uh, you got a dog or something you want to look after? That's usually a very bad sign. I'm going to say this. If they ask about money right away, the re uh, over the years, we've been married since 1990. We've been on a trip every single year since we've been married. If a person starts talking about money right when they are first start talking to you, that is a bad sign. It means they're more interested in the money than the job. The really good ones never say one word about money. Uh, it's also funny because uh, Linda will put in an ad, must have experience with pet birds, and uh, you'll find people calling who act like they had no idea that it involved birds. So they didn't even read the ad closely. Nope. Uh, of course, uh, we're recording this in our house, and so things like the phone ringing while we're doing the show happen all this, the time. This, it happens. Anyhow, so uh, what I wanted to mention is the way we usually do it is Linda talks on the phone and kind of calls out the people that aren't going to work out. And then we generally have them over twice more before we leave. 
Yes. First time someone comes. Just a walkthrough. We show them all our animals. Just see how they act generally. And uh, sort of my radar goes off if when people come over if they're not interested in the animals. I they always, don't even look at them or they're just mostly talking about themselves. Now, I guess that's not true all the time because um, our last uh, pet sitter was excellent. And in the beginning, the very first time, I think it's because we had a lot of detail we were kind of throwing on her. So she didn't seem overly interested in the animals. But the second time when we had her come, she was very she was really good. So the first time, we just have a quick run through and just show the person the animals. Then the second time, we have our list of everything that we need done. And so we sit the person down and we go through everything. And so if they have questions, they can ask them right then. Mm -hmm. So I would recommend doing that if you have a lot of animals that, um, you know, you might, um, you might want to do it right, like that, right? Yes, and if you have the opportunity, if it's going to be a trip that you're going on for a week or more, I would recommend go away for a day or so and let that person stay and take care of your pets for a day or even overnight just to see how they do, see if they like it see if that, that gives them something they want to ask you or if they want to pull out. I, I just think that's good to have a run-through, if it's possible to do that. Yeah, uh, back when uh, Linda's mom was alive, we'd visit her in Battle Creek a lot, which is only, only about an hour and a half from here, but it gave us a chance to have a pet sitter come over. And, and you know, try out. Yeah, there's a lot of afternoon and early evening things, and it, it's nice for us. It was nice for us to come back and to have all the cages covered and the barn closed up and the animals we inside. We really like that. And so that was a, a good way. And um, Was it one of those times, remember that one lady that didn't like the geese at all? Referred to them as, quote, the nasty geese. Yeah, but she had, um, I can't remember, I don't think we did a week with her. We just No, did no, a I think that was an over, just an afternoon one. It could have been. I think. And plus she... Um, she didn't have the sense to turn the air conditioning on. I believe it was in August and it was really, really hot. She had, did not have the sense to turn the air conditioning on and we had a friend just come and check to make sure things were going well. And it was about 90 degrees in this house. That lady did not turn the air on and our rabbits could have like died or something. Right, I think that was an overnight one. And was it an yeah. overnight? I yeah, remember. and that, that could have been really bad. It, yeah, it was very good that we checked that lady out beforehand. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it is good, by the way, to have a friend come over and check. If you are in doubt about anything, have friends come over and check and see how things are going. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a good idea. Yeah. One thing, too, is you might want to decide if you want um, just a pet sitter or perhaps a house sitter, too. And um, we'll talk about that in a second. We have to take a break, a uh, commercial break. So I want to remind you, if you have possibly been lucky enough to forget, you're listening to Bob and Linda. Uh, this is What Were You Thinking on Pet Life Radio. And if you would like to be a guest on Pet Life Radio on my show. We would love you to. Yep. Just uh, send an email to bob at petliferadio.com. So we'll be right back after this word from our sponsor. What Were You Thinking? We'll be right back after Bob gets the ducks out of his living room. Don't go away. What planet am I on? 
Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in paparazzi, candid pictures of you and your pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No. To my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Ladies and gentlemen, Pet Life Radio proudly presents DSPN, the Dog Sports and Performance Network. Get ready to unleash the dog sports enthusiast in all of us. From ski drawing and mushing to racing, agility, and competition, this is the place to learn all about the dog sports and activities that you can do with your furry best friend and canine competitor. So get ready for game time. DSPN with your host, Lori Williams. Every week, on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, ducks are in the pond, rabbits in his hutch, and monkeys... Ow! In my car! Oh, okay, well, I go check my insurance policy. We'll turn you back over to Bob. Hi, we're back. Bob Tart, author of Insight by Ducks in Fall Weather, and my wonderful wife, Linda. Yeah. And um, uh, let's, let's talk about uh, a house sitter versus a pet sitter, or rather co- combining them. Um, we're all for house sitters when you can in any way do it. Yeah, and um, I, I think one reason is that if, if you have pet birds, you probably need someone to come more than once a day because generally you want someone at night to, to um, cover, the, cover the cage and then first thing in the morning to uncover the cage or at the very least perhaps to turn the lights on um, if you're one of the people who, um, you know, who doesn't cover cages. I think... Uh, in general, if you're a person that pays a lot of attention to your pets and you have a normal family routine, you want the pets in your family to feel as much as possible like it feels when you're there. They, pets like to have people around the house. They just like that, to have the normal sounds and the normal attentions. And you're doing your pets a favor if you'll give them something pretty close to that. And for your own peace of mind when you're traveling, it just makes you feel better to know somebody's in that house. What if something should go wrong with something and they could stop it? Yeah, back in the grand old days when we only had a couple of pets, I remember we had a little green pocket parrot named Ollie, and we would take him to uh, uh, Joey's Jungle, where we bought him from, and they minded him for a few days. So they, they took care of him while we were gone. And that was okay with Ollie because Ollie was not a very sensitive bird. I mean, he, he was fine with it. In he fact, did fine there. He was fact, happy. Yeah, I think he was sorry when we came back <laughs> and, got him, and got him again. But um, uh, parrots can be really fussy, and um, especially we have a couple of African greys, and African greys are notorious for feather picking. Our, ours have never done that, but you don't want to take a parrot 
and uh, bring them to someone else's house unless oh, you can help no. it. Oh, uh no. -uh. And so they mess their water up. Dusty messes his water up so many times a day. you got to have somebody checking little things like that. Oh, like yeah, yeah. Is their water clean? Yep. And so uh, we sometimes have had people who live really close by, and that tends to work out okay. That works out really good. As long as they understand that they have to come to our house four or five times a day right. for, for pet sitting right. be, because of all the things that have to be done. But we, we also like the security of having somebody here. In the house. In the it's hu nice to have them, people here in the evening and they can just sit in the living room, hang out, and that makes the pets feel secure and comfortable. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, sometimes the people um, decide they really like doing the job and really like being here and, and it's fun and they don't want to leave anyway. Yeah, our last pet sitter, she just loved being here. She didn't think she would consider it anything more than just a quote, just a job. But she said she liked being with our pets so much she just didn't want to leave and go anywhere. Yeah, she, she Which said that she... that made us feel great. Yeah, she really bonded with some of them and, yeah. and she had a, had a good time. Yeah, we were really happy to hear that. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that's uh, sort of a red flag when a pet sitter applicant comes. I say the, the best people we have found over the years... Um, they act very eager and they ask a lot of questions. That's, that's it. That's a very good sign right there. And even though it's very difficult uh, taking care of all the animals we have, the 45 to 50 animals, um, some of the best people we've ever had are people who grew up in a farm environment. So they're used to a lot of activity, a lot of things they have to do. It doesn't seem overwhelming to them. That is another, a red flag I thought of just now. If when they are at your house, they say, oh, this seems like it's a lot of work, a lot of things to do, a lot of things to absorb, that's usually a bad sign. Generally, all the good ones we have had act like, oh, okay, yeah, mm -hmm. that'll be all right. Mm -hmm. they, they're more sort of accepting of things and uh, unflappable. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of person you want. What I was going to say about the farm people, too, is that um, you know people who were raised on a farm or have worked on a farm before? Uh, you know, good grief, they're used to dealing with cows and goats. Familiar with a wide variety of animals. Well, what I'm saying is, our uh, outdoor ducks, geese, and hens are nothing compared to having to deal with cows, horses, goats, right. and and what Getting have up you. Getting at four thirty in the morning to milk the cows. Mm -hmm. or Yes, like yeah, that. so so I don't know, maybe even your 4-H or something can, you know, there'd be some family member mm -hmm. club like that, like that who would be good. Okay, so um, uh, you want to talk a little bit about, you, you mentioned a little bit, but about the kinds of instructions that we, that we leave them. Well, Bob writes down a schedule for the morning, a schedule for the afternoon, and a schedule for the evening. And then we just list the things we do, A, B, C, D, from the morning onward exactly what we would do from the beginning all the way until afternoon and then from the afternoon all the way till evening and all the way through the day in sequential order that way they can just easily go from activity to activity and chore to chore and they know exactly what to do and when to do it it makes things really easy for them and we also divide it by pets so we'll say uh, morning schedule indoor birds morning schedule cats right morning schedule geese and morning schedule barn animals and things we'll do like it in that in the right order so they know exactly what they got to do and when and it just they like that most people really like that they know easily what to do. Okay, so let's say that you have found a pet sitter and you've hired them and you're about to leave on your trip but you're not quite done yet because um, you really want to have everything as easy as possible for the pet sitter. 
One thing that we do is besides leaving the notes out, out. we put the food out. If it's something that doesn't, you know, have to be refrigerated, obviously. Like the bird seed, we, we set those out on the counter. Yeah, we have different bird, we have different foods for different birds. Label it on top. Mm-hmm. We label says what this goes to. Mm-hmm. And so we, we put all those things out. He puts on the bins. I noticed on this last trip, he put on the top of the scratch feed bins and that sort of thing, a thing saying for the chickens, for the dog, for the different ones. Mm-hmm. And what I even did this time, which sounded kind of funny, but it worked out okay, is I took some photos and left them. So for it, we have we have about five really or six. Good. We have five or six bird cages in this room. And we have a cover that goes on each one, and they're just kind of old blankets and sheets and things. But some of them fit the cages better than others. And instead right. of having to say black cage for it's Bella, hard to remember all that. I took a couple pictures. It, oh, it works perfect. Oh, and another thing I did, worth a thousand words. and I recommend this if you have more than two or three animals, is I also with my digital camera I took pictures of all of our pets. That was so good. Um, not the ducks and geese and hens, obviously, but all the indoor, all the birds and the cats. I took a picture of every one of them. So from then on, if I said, um, and Dusty's doing this or Bella's doing uh-huh, that, or Franny needs that. Yeah, Rhonda really liked that. Yeah, she can just turn to the front and, and there's she, a, she knows who you're talking about, and she can get to know them better that way. And she's talking to you, she can say, well, the you know. Howard did this, or Dusty did that. So, you know, prepare before you leave by leaving everything out, um, making everything as easy as possible for the pet sitter, put things out in the open where they can find them. I mean, some of it seems ridiculous, but even we have a special really sharp knife that I use for cutting up food for one of our parrots. You know, put that out where the pet sitter can find it and do things like that. What treats you give what pets and at what time, and what things to be careful about as far as in our house with so many pets, keeping doors closed between rooms that where you want to keep the cat out of the bird room or whatever your particular circumstances is and things that you feel should they should be very careful of because it's stuff that's obvious to you, but it might not be obvious to them. Now, one thing we learned, um, I think we learned it on one of the first or second times we've been away, and that is to phone the first night. Because I remember this when we... Very important. For your own sake, just for your sanity, because you worry so much in the beginning. Yeah, well, and also it helps the pet sitter, because on one of our early trips, remember when um, Jim took care of uh, some of our animals, and the very first night, two bad things happened for him. First of all, he pushed the wrong button on the TV and wasn't (laughs) able to watch TV for the entire week, the poor guy. And the second thing was that... uh, I don't think we had a cell phone back then. No, we didn't. But the second more serious thing was that our cat Agnes was outdoors most of the time back then. And Agnes decided she didn't like Jim and wouldn't come in the house. For the whole week, she did not come in. And so Jim thought she had just disappeared. And he went looking for her. He went looking for her. He was really upset when we came back. Um, He wouldn't take the money because he was sure something bad had happened to her. She was fine. She was out in the field the whole time. I believe he still, he was smart enough. He left food out for her Mm -hmm. every day. And so uh, we should have known better, but even some of the obvious things you you don't realize. So from then on, every time we go on a trip, the very first night that we're gone and the pet sitter is alone, we make sure and call. Yeah, we set a time like 8 o'clock, and then we call to make sure everything's okay. They can tell you what went on that day or if they have any questions. I think we called uh, both the first and second night. Yeah. It just makes you feel better. They can call you anytime they want. Get a cell phone, keep it on you, and if they need to call you at any time of the day or night, have them call. 
Now you might think, well, you know, I, I'm taking my cell phone on the trip. The pet sitter has my phone number. I don't need to call. Yes, you do, mm -hmm, because you um, do. there might be some misconceptions that the um, pet sitter has, and so you just want to call and say, um, yeah, just checking how, in. How did things, things go? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and um, how did Bella the parrot do? How did Franny the cat do? Did she, uh, you know, give you any trouble with this mm -hmm. or with that? And it really helps a lot. Yeah, we were we were pleased to find that our pet sitter this time had, I couldn't even believe it, she had been petting Dusty, who's our African Grey Congo, on the head or neck or something. And I said, you did? And she said, yeah, just when I reached in to get his toy out, I said, well, I don't even, I don't even do that. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish. She was really good with the best. Yeah, I, I should mention that um, Dusty, he, he's a very, very nice bird in his way, but he's he's pretty aggressive, isn't he? Nippy. He's nippy. If he's out of the cage and I'm in the room, he likes nothing better than trying to catch me and bite my feet. But uh, when he's in the cage, I can reach he's in. Fine, and, Bob. Oh, Just, he likes he me. He loves to he's listen fine. to Bob. Anything Bob says, he copies things he says and everything. But I would never touch him, and I'd never pick him up. And yeah. so we were shocked that Rhonda, who... Petted him on the neck or Petted something. him on the neck. And, mm -hmm. and you can't even pet him. No. And, I'm afraid of getting nipped at. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, you, you, never, you never know. know. Kind of little little surprise. Yeah. I suppose we should talk a little bit about pay. And um, you just have to kind of let your conscience be your guide. You know, we, we pay a decent amount because we have we have so many animals. Um, you're obviously not competing with an employer out no, there. No, you can't do that. Um, it's too many hours as far as if they're staying in the home. Yeah, you're you're looking for somebody who's enthusiastic enough that they're happy to earn money that they normally wouldn't get, but they're also happy to be around animals. Right. You know, you know, they pay them by the day and pay just a reasonable amount. Yeah, and then of course you pay them depending on how many animals and you know, yes, things like that. that you... And have them keep the house clean too. When you come back from your trip, you want the floor to be clean. You want the counters to be clean. You just want to come back and relax knowing that the house has been well cared for and the pets also. Say that right in your instructions. Because you might think that's obvious, but trust me, it's not. You, you want to let them know that things are to be kept up and neat the way you left them. Now, sometimes things still don't go the way you want them. I remember uh, one thing that was really funny is we had a girl who seemed to be really good when we talked to her on the phone, and, and she's very enthusiastic, took very. notes and everything. Mm -hmm. And then when we came back from our trip, we looked at the pile of cage covers in the closet, and it was obvious from looking at the cage covers. They'd never been touched. Nope, she never once so much. Covered the birds the entire week. So that's seven seven days or so, and these are poor birds. Their cages were never covered. And once. she seemed like the nicest girl in the world. Mm -hmm. You would never know she was like that. Nope. So you just can't tell. No, and we found out one reason why was there were countless calls for her on our answering machine from her boyfriend. And her grandma. And her grandma. Nobody could get hold of her. Yeah. But it, all in all, she still did a pretty good mm -hmm. job. I mean, yeah. there, there was no disaster. <clears throat> no, no. And we had kept in touch with her, so, you know, we knew that the um, house had a general all right. Yeah. So, I guess uh, those are... Do you have any other tips or anything you want no, to say? No, just be cautious. Just be cautious. People... Go for people who are friendly, companionable, uh, eager to please seem steady, reliable. And who'll give you references too. And who'll give you good, yeah, who'll give you references. 
and just go with your heart if people see and just kind of try them out a little bit and it just uh, you probably have as good a luck as we have yeah and I'm surprised how well things have, have gone generally with with our pets and I think it's because we're careful yeah yeah well Linda does just a great job um, picking the people out who come to interview and um, I'm usually a pretty good judge of character yeah she, she absolutely is okay so that brings us to a close of another episode of what were you thinking and if you have any questions that we haven't covered, be, feel free to email us. And if you have any tips about what makes a good pet Oh, center, absolutely. We'd love to hear them. Yeah, email me at bob at petliferadio.com. And also, if you have an animal you want to talk about on what were you thinking, email me too, and maybe we'll have you on the show. So uh, thanks to our producer who um, refuses to do pet sitting for us. But, uh, <laughs> You know, of course, he is down in Florida, so yeah, I guess we, we can't blame him. Give him a little slack. A few thousand miles. So, uh, and thanks to you for listening. So, bye bye. Thanks so much. Bye. Thinking about buying a monkey? How about a ferret or a skunk? Then check out the show that will answer the burning questions: Where do you get them? What do you feed them? How do you take care of them? And most of all, what were you thinking? With exotic pet expert and author Bob Tart. Every week on demand from PetLifeRadio.com.